Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our tech magician, producer, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular posts and where you can find out about our books. Our most recent nonfiction book is The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's latest novel is White Crows and Rob's latest novel is Tulpas, now available in audio as well as print and ebook. Hey, our guest today is animal communicator, Heather Bristol. Welcome, Heather. Hi, our, thank you so much. Welcome, Heather. <laughs> Our daughter introduced, Megan introduced us to Heather a few years ago after she'd had a reading uh, with Heather about the death of her cat, Piper. And Heather has appeared here once before. Now we're talking to her just a week after we lost our, this is going to make me cry, our Nika, <laughs> who was a Border Collie mix. Uh, and there's sort of a synchronicity here because John, when we canceled last Sunday's podcast, I texted John that Nika was ill and I was going to take her to the emergency vet. So he put up our first interview with Heather, and here she is again. <laughs> anyway, and it, and it had been scheduled, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it had been scheduled. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, welcome Heather. We're glad you're here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. Um, you use photos to tune in on an animal you haven't met in person. Now, mm -hmm. how does that work? I mean, what happens inside you? Do you does information um, become an emotions visually? It, it does. Usually it starts out with an emotional feeling that I get from that animal, that energetic connection. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of goes from there. Um, I very rarely get words, but I get pictures. I'll get emotions, um, physical feelings sometimes. Like if they're, if they have an injury on their right front leg, my right arm, like I'll feel a little bit of tingling or some sensation there in that area. Um, so it's really helpful to be able to determine, you know, if they are mm -hmm. injured where and kind of good stuff. Do you get a visual impression of the animal? I do in my mind's eye, I get a visual impression. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly the connection, for example, say again, if it's got a right arm, right leg problem in the front, um, yeah. I won't see it mm -hmm. is per se in my mind's eye. Won't, they won't show me like that leg. I would yeah. feel it on my own body. And I, you, I know everybody's a little different with that. So <clears throat> when you uh, were, were doing the reading for Nika yesterday, you picked up that it happened fast and was confusing for her. Did mm -hmm. she show you specific images or how, how did you pick up on the confusion? So I have um, symbols for those things and quick to me would be a, a finger snap. So if huh. I hear a snap in my ear, then I know that it was quick. The confusion, um, I felt confused 
like as I connected in with her energy, I felt that there was a like it's almost a swirling feeling to me where it's just things are happening really quickly. I don't know what's happening. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but um, so there's I would consider that to be a bit of a confusion mm-hmm. type situation. Um, almost like if you were at the emergency room being rushed in, um, it's, right. you know, there's just all these things going on around you and you're just sort of there. Well, that's exactly how it was because I ended up making a wrong stop first at a vet's office that wasn't the emergency vet. So we had to go in there and then we came back out and the guy says, no, you want to go to the clinic up the street. So we went there and as soon as we walked in, they walked her off supposedly to get her vitals, but I didn't see her again until they wheeled her in on a gurney. Oh my God. And so I could talk to her. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So it was fast. Yeah, you said that Nika was a beacon of light, a peacemaker, and that's uh, kind of how she was with other animals because Megan has a lot of animals as somebody who takes care of uh, uh, pets in her home. And, you know, she would, uh, if they were getting into a disruptive move, she would step in and uh, straighten them out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She she was a peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely um, had that strong energy. Yeah. She was also, we always did think of her as an old soul. And you said she experienced many lives, not all on earth. So naturally my first thought was, well, was she an alien? <laughs> how, how do you experience as a dog energy? Maybe. Maybe. Um, so she was only a dog energy in this lifetime on earth, uh-huh. as far as I know. Um, I mean, I believe she's had many, many past lives. She may have been a dog before, but most of those past lives were probably not as a dog on earth, to be honest with you. Hmm. And and so was she an alien? Uh, yes. If we're <laughs> considering aliens being anything but creatures living on this planet, probably. Uh-huh. Probably. Uh-huh. And in fact, we probably all have been aliens at one point in time. That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe I mean, some of us still are. <laughs> Maybe that's why, you know, there's a lot of people running around on this planet that don't quite feel like they fit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and maybe we've been uh you know uh, maybe a splinter of our soul has been within animals as well you know exactly. And, yeah exactly it's okay. it's it's this beautiful sort of continuum of the divine in a way mm-hmm. um because i consider the soul not to be the connection to the divine but the actual divine within all of us and that mm-hmm. is our mm-hmm. connection to each other and and everything mm-hmm now you you when you were reading about nika you, you mentioned a soul plan so mm-hmm. what what is a soul plan i mean does each soul plan their lives when they're born when they die as as far as i know and i'm aware of um i believe that every soul at least agrees to the plan that they've they're coming down to do and so i don't know if the soul actually plans it out themselves or if it's just sort of an agreement to go ahead and whatever karmic consequences, things like that from other lifetimes, mm-hmm. previous stuff, to deal with it in this lifetime. Um, and I want to make a distinction really quickly between the soul and the conscious mind, because to mm-hmm. me, they are two very different things and they rarely talk to each other. So <laughs> your soul, right. So your soul knows what's going on. It's got the entire karmic plan. It knows the divine. It is the divine. And your conscious mind and your ego are just running around on this earth trying to survive and have as pleasant of a time as you can. Most what about what about the soul and the spirit? Do you see them as distinct? Those to me are the same. Okay. All right. The soul to me they're the same. So it's that yeah. same energy. 
Yeah, I feel that way too. I, I think soul is more of a religious term, I guess, than okay. spirit. Yeah, that's yeah, spirit, that's soul, whatever term you're comfortable with is yeah. perfect. You know, that's why I call it the divine within uh -huh. all of us, because it's yeah. not so much about one God or one energy. It, it's like this, this thing that is larger than all of us, mm -hmm. whatever that is. <clears throat> so can you go back? Oh. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, can you go back and tell us how this began for you as a child, or when when did you start uh, tuning um, into animals? Sure, I was I was actually I was a medium first before I was a true animal communicator. But mm -hmm. um, when I was little, I was very sort of in tune with things and had psychic visions and things like that. And I've always loved animals. I was the kid that would go outside in Fort Myers, Florida, and catch lizards and bring them in the house and let them go because they were now my pets you know what i mean as a mm -hmm. child um that must have been delightful and, for your mother <laughs> uh, it was it was let me tell you i'm glad that i don't have me as a kid i mean that's, <laughs> exactly because we were chasing lizards and turtles and things like reptiles mostly is what we were chasing around occasionally I bring a cat home um things like that but uh but then it sort of it sort of went away for me for a long time. And then when my mom passed away in 2008, it was like a door got kicked open and mm. everything came rushing back and more. And so mm. really in 2008 was when I discovered I was a medium. And then very quickly from there, also discovered that I could do like telepathic animal communication, mm -hmm. I guess. Hmm. That's interesting. You, you, you told us a story about a snake uh, I think the last time we had you on where you were walking and oh, yes. you remember this? You yes. were trying to talk to the snake and it wasn't paying any attention. It wasn't listening to you. It was, it, okay. I believe the snake was a uh, cotton mouth. Ugh. It was poisonous and it was very aggressive. And I was walking along. Is that the bad snake story? Because that's, yes, that yeah, yes, right. bad snake yeah. story. Uh, yeah, I was walking along in my driveway, actually right over there. And, um, I had never come across, I come across a, a, um, a rattlesnake before, but they're not as aggressive. This thing chased me. And <laughs> at first I kind of like looked over and I, I almost, it crossed my path and I almost stepped on it, but I stepped over it. And I actually said, I was sorry. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Normally a black snake would just keep going and be happy. It wasn't stepped right. on. This thing turned around and was like, I don't want to say that snakes cuss, but boy, it said some bad words. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> and then it started to chase after me. And at that point, I was literally running, screaming bad snake as my helper that helps with the barn is screaming what's going on. And all I could say was bring a shovel, bad snake. So that's all I could get out. Was, I believe was bring a shovel, bad snake. So she found, Joyce came with the shovel and Joyce is still trying to figure out what kind of snake because she doesn't want to kill a good snake. <laughs> and she thinks I'm crazy at this point. And um, then she really quickly realized that this is also going to chase her. So <laughs> snake didn't make it that day. But I mean, yeah. I had never been chased by a snake. So I was really yeah. trying to, you know, I said I was sorry. And I just thought we were going to go on our way. But hmm. no. So what about reptiles, like the ones, little ones that you put in your house? The, I think they're called anioles. The, yes, the little lizards. Yeah. Uh, can you communicate with them? They they kind of look intelligent. They lick their heads and look at they're you. They're very know. smart. They're very yeah. smart, those things. Uh -huh. um, I mean, I, I do talk to them a little bit, and I, uh -huh. I don't bring them in my house anymore. Thank <laughs> um, I leave them outside to live their lives. But uh -huh. they are, it's kind of interesting because... 
before I did this work, um, you know, they would usually run away from me and things like that. And now they'll actually sit and turn their little head in their eye and they'll look at me and have a little telepathic communication. So they are smart. Yeah. Um, mostly curious. I feel like they're curious. What are you? Uh, I get a lot from them. What are yeah. you? So I just say I'm a friend. I just yeah. say I'm a friend and I keep yeah. going, you know, that's all I am. I'm not going to bother them. So yeah, one time uh, we were in Costa Dega, the spiritualist community in Central mm -hmm. Florida, and this one jumped up on my leg and my pants and just stayed there. Remember, we were at. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, it liked uh, you. Our, our friend's house <laughs> there, and uh, it, you know, I would uh, pet it, and it just, you know, five ten minutes, it just hung around. <laughs> it was. I love I've, ne that. I've never had one, you know, act that friendly before. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Heather, um, the last time you were on, I think you told John that he was going to get another dog. John, yeah, tell funny. her about your dog. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Oh. That's all right. And I'm not on the good mic, so I'm I'm probably going to sound horrible. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah. No, I, I guess it was. Uh, yeah, Heather had mentioned. Was it? That. Well, no, I remember. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, I guess it was that the that November December. Right. That following November or December that uh my my uh, my niece, my oldest niece, uh uh sent me a text with a picture of a uh about a six month old boxer and said, uh, we can't keep them, will you take them? And mm -hmm. uh and then they showed me uh, they'd found him on the side of the road and uh he had a uh he had a big scar down the middle of his back and uh i was like yeah bring him to me <laughs> and so yeah we went and uh got him uh checked out and turns out the scar on his back was apparently somebody had uh uh whoever had, uh dumped him uh had uh poured some motor oil i'd never heard of this oh apparently hot, apparently uh motor oil uh to uh, uh get rid of uh ticks and fleas but apparently oh, what they didn't know that uh is that you don't pour it on there hot and uh <laughs> yeah and uh so good news was it wasn't it wasn't a cut it was just a uh, chemical you know kind of or just uh, a reaction to the oil the hot it was a uh, i guess it's probably more a burn because of the oil uh hot oil and then uh but yeah and uh so yeah he uh he's uh he's uh i'm looking at him right now he uh he just got back from patrol. Uh, he went down front, make sure, made sure every, everything's good. He went to the back and made sure everything's good. And now he's back in here laying down. And uh, we call him Buddy because uh, he is a uh, he is a buddy. He's a boxer. So. Yep. Yeah, it's buddy, it's interesting. It's interesting, buddy the John. Boxer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, John, because when Heather made that prediction, you weren't uh, really high about getting another dog. You had lost you a dog. Nah, nah. And uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. Well, and, I, your, I, and when yeah. my niece and when my niece when my niece texted me, I was like, eh. But it was when she showed me that you know they had a tough time. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, yeah bring them to me, <laughs> to Buddy. Yeah, that's I'm interesting. So glad that you got a pop i love that yeah well uh we have our moments <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, i've never had a boxer before and uh they seem to have a he's living up to the reputation he's pretty hard-headed but uh so <laughs> a lot far of energy. A lot he, of energy. Uh, he's uh he, he he nearly he's nearly broken my ankle he's thrown my back out and uh <laughs> uh but uh he hasn't he uh he uh but uh so far hasn't uh 
so far yeah recovered from those but uh, <laughs> uh everybody keeps telling me that uh extended adolescence for boxers so we're going <laughs> i'm thinking at this point we're uh probably closing in on four years old so i'm hoping we're about to get out of that stage so <laughs> it is brain soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that should come in fairly soon. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you right. said his brains. Yeah, yeah. His brain. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I've, I've definitely, yeah, uh, definitely. They don't have them yet. A yeah. hard head, little little pea brain behind it. Little, but, uh, little yeah. tiny brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's a boxer, but they yeah. they do get they do get uh, smarter as they get older and they get wiser, which is yeah. nice. Yep. So, so Heather, do you think that? Uh, dogs pets might choose their owners is the way in the, in the similar way of the owners choosing the pet is that uh uh feasible so, yes um and i think that it actually all of these sort of synchronicities to me are already mm -hmm. on the soul plan the spirit plan for mm -hmm. both for the owner and the animal yeah, so you can make a choice not to get the animal but it's going to come into your life in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have, I mean, I do believe we have free will and choice to a certain extent. However, I do also believe that if something is supposed to be in your life, it will absolutely be in your life. I mean, I've heard stories left and right of people trying to, they'll, they end up rescuing an animal. They can't keep it. They try to rehome it. It ends up back at their house seven times because, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. you know, like it's just not working out. And at that point, I mean, the universe is literally screaming at you. This is for you. This is your yeah. animal. So, yeah. You mentioned that uh, Nico was met on the other side by two golden retrievers. And it happens that we ha had two golden retrievers on the other side from recent years. Um, can you describe what that uh, might be like for animals on the other side? I, I, you mean the crossing over portion? Well, the crossing well, when over. Someone, when they meet you, when you're uh, met, you mean Rob? Yeah. Well, so I mean, what what I've been shown is it's sort of to, this, <clears throat> this. I believe it's the same for humans as well. To be honest, like those near death experiences and yeah. things. Are, mm -hmm. There's a light, and you you go through the light, and then um, I believe that they meet you in a form that you would recognize at that time. Mm -hmm. So, to me, the two golden retrievers would have met her as golden retrievers. Uh -huh. And they both sort of carry on further into the light where, um, you know, the, eventually that sort of golden retriever body is shed and the soul is, is shown. Yeah. So, so pets, uh, these souls that were pets over here, they don't need owners or masters on the other side. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, superior to us. <laughs> to me, they don't. I, I, Again, I think that that soul energy is soul energy, whether it belongs to a lizard or a human. So it's that same spirit energy. And yeah. so the dogs don't need, no. And in, in many times your, your pets will actually become protectors or teachers or healers for you on the other side. Uh -huh. Same as your loved yeah. ones. Across yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean. Heather, you recently had a couple last year, some cardiac events. And you were telling me during the uh, reading with Nika that you had been shown your soul plan so that you would be assured that you weren't going to die from these. I, well, yes. I, I maybe I didn't uh, get this right. No, no, that's basically not, I mean, I don't know my whole soul plan. I don't know. I, I don't know my whole soul plan. I am also just bouncing around on earth trying to do the best I can. Um, but they did show me, <coughs> bless you, my, they did show Thank me you. the, the um, 
the end. So sort of to the end, um, which was interesting because I never thought that I would know the end. Um, <laughs> but and we'll have to wait and see because I guess it's it's around 72 years of age and um, it'll be from heart complications. basically, huh. And it'll be quick. Hmm. They promised me that snap the fingers. So I probably won't even know. I'll just be doing something. I'll be standing, doing something, and I will be down. And that'll hmm. be it. Well, quick is good. I know. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, well, all right. Yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. I, I it's I don't think most people want to know like the year that they're going <laughs> no, to go. I didn't particularly want to know that either. Um I, I think that it was because I was so shocked and taken aback by having cardiac issues at 46 years of age when I don't smoke, I've never drank, I don't, mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. I mean, my my diet, even because I have food allergies, I haven't been to a restaurant in 10 years, so I cook everything. Wow. Exactly. And so um, for that to happen twice in 48 hours, the cardiologist basically said, it's like being struck by lightning in the blue twice in two yeah. days. It just doesn't yeah. happen, but, but it did. So... Mm. Yeah. Uh, one example I'm thinking of is back uh, years ago when Trish and I were in our 30s, uh, she had uh, a reading with a medium who told her the Guatemalan. Year, yeah, yeah uh -huh. told her the year she would die. I think, uh, you know, she was going to be what, 73 or 74. No, 74, 70, she said. 74, oh, right. And, you know, it seemed so, you know, we just took that in stride. You know, it's a long time, long, that's 40, more than 40 years away. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So then suddenly she's 74 and, and we tell our daughter and all year long, we're thinking what's going on. And then she survives the, th uh, she survives the year. You know, it's like we had a party. Yeah. She, she beat oh, the medium. I don't, well, yeah. I, I never we told anybody her. else their, their date. I, that's, <laughs> even if I asked, I'm pretty sure the answer would be, that is none of your business, you yeah, know, and right, yeah. I get a lot because it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when she said that. I mean, I thought, I don't think you're supposed to say things like that. But, Ooh, yeah, no. Oh, well, I'll show you wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. No, that wasn't your soul plan. Yeah, right. Well, it was funny because we were on Cedar Key that week. And as soon as it turned midnight on my birthday, Megan comes running in. She goes, you're alive. You're alive. You made it past 74. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So, uh do you do you do readings with uh, humans as well as animals? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is it easier? Which do you or? prefer? <laughs> um, honestly, they both use the same channels for me. So to mm -hmm. me, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm -hmm. Um, I I enjoy both for different reasons, I guess. Equally, mm -hmm. I, don't have a, I don't have a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't have any plans to uh, get a replacement for Nika at all. Uh, do you see I anything? Do. <laughs> do you see yes, anything coming? Yes. I, yeah. You're going to get another dog. Mm, okay. You will. And and it will come into your life. You probably won't be looking for it necessarily, but it'll just be one of those things where right. you'll know. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how I feel about it. You know, and it's not, not, and not that long. I mean, not that long. Uh huh. Yeah. So it yeah. seems like uh, Nigel needs to have a companion, you know. Yeah, he's lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it'll, you know, again, it'll be perfect. It'll it'll just yeah, it'll line right. up like everything else does in in your life and it'll okay. dog will fit right in. Yeah. 
You know, it's interesting now that I'm talking about it, the dog will need you in some way, shape or form. Um, so I don't know if it'll have a little bit of a rough past. I don't feel like it's that old though, but it'll, it'll definitely, it'll need mm. your household mm-hmm. and another dog. So yeah. it'll be a really good fit. Okay. You know good. what kind of dog it is? Can you um, They're not really showing me. It's a medium to a larger size dog, but it's younger when you get it, I believe. Okay. So to wait and see. It's not hmm. to me. It's not little. Um, they're not really showing me the color. I feel like it's going to be a little darker, but, um, but is it Nika? Not. It's I. It's not. It's not. Um, well, I mean, I can ask again. I can <laughs> just a free fun or no. <laughs> well. Or Jesse. <laughs> yeah, or Jesse. I mean, or we could start it on the cat names. Well, Jess, I mean, maybe maybe Jesse. Hmm. Maybe Jesse. Oh, that's interesting. You'll know. You'll know. I feel like you will see the dog and you'll be like, I know you. Yeah. You gotta come home with us. Like you'll know. Hmm. You'll hmm. know. There's some way that you will know, and and that will be that, and it'll be great. Huh. And 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 not to interrupt the moment, but just for Trish and Rob, uh, even even with even even with Rob's new knee, not a boxer. <laughs> just don't do the don't do, <laughs> yeah, not do a boxer. Huh? <laughs> so, but uh, and 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 I do want to back up and say uh, he's got he's got a buddy has a big heart. It's the pea brain. But yeah, big heart. <laughs> the brain will get yeah. bigger. Yeah. I yeah. promise. It really will. It just, most dogs get their brain by year two. Boxers are so fun and goofy. Yeah. You're talking year five or six. Yeah. Boxer to get their brain. We're, we're trying to survive the experience, but uh, yeah. yeah. You right. will. <laughs> I noticed at the dog park, a lot of times, you know, boxers will go up to other dogs who will be kind of freaked out because they, they look strange, you know, with a black muzzle yeah. and a flat face, you know, and, uh, the, but they're very curious about other dogs, but the other dogs aren't necessarily that uh, interested in getting to know them. It seems at least at first. Well, the same is, is true with uh, French bulldogs or American bulldog, French yeah. bulldogs, I guess it is well, the ones they, that have a little, little yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and and just from my experience with Buddy, uh, he's just he's just really territorial. So uh, <laughs> I, I I I mean, way more so than any other dog I've had. And mm-hmm. this would be have, the fourth. Yeah. Have you taken him to a dog park where there's kind of neutral territory? Any territory? Any place like that? Yeah, yeah, and 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 he he's not he's not a. I mean but he's it's just yeah he he's a little he's a little too ag- ag- not aggressive in a bad way he's just he just very he's hard. he's very eager he's very he eager and the other dogs are hard. like the other dogs yeah. are like wait you know i've got a boundary that's <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just plays what saying, i said he just plays too hard that's all <laughs> I, I i think that's true yeah 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 you uh, when you did the reading on Nika, one I was curious about how the other animals in the household were reacting to Nika's absence, and you said that Nigel picks up her scent. Now, how how could you see that, or did you pick up a scent then? I smelled what? it. Yeah. Oh, you smelled it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I that's that's one of the gifts that I have for better or worse is that I can smell scents that aren't there, and it's a hmm. it, again it's a symbol. So if I start smelling what I would consider to be a dog smell, then mm-hmm. I know that 
that's how the other animal is connecting with that with that spirit. Huh. Yeah. And you also said something interesting about our cats, that Beowulf, who's the black and white cat who lived for five years in a cellar and all that likes to live outside now, how he had a certain, his vision spectrum could could see Nika. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think that cats can, almost all cats can see energy really well, mm -hmm. but um, he had a little bit more of a, propensity to see that energy we'll say mm. the other cat mm. did um so i just think it's easier for him maybe to see her energy yeah. the morning after uh nika's death uh he came out here where we spend most of our time in the office area here and uh library and he went looking around all the spots where did. no uh, uh oh nigel. Uh, nigel yeah where all the spots where uh, nika spent time in my room and behind the couch and uh you know, he he was looking for her. You know, he wasn't mm. sure that she was gone yet. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult because for yeah. them, unless they witness the death, they yeah. are for a little while usually still kind of mourning and, and a right. missing uh -huh. person yeah. almost trying to she, see where to go. Yeah, she knew something was wrong with Nika from that morning, but she she was you know right there. But uh, she was, I guess, she was hoping that there was just something. You mean Nigel? She, or yeah, yeah, Nigel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was uh, probably hoping that she would recover and be back, but he, then he yeah. saw she wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've, I know you've worked a lot with horses. So how do, how do readings for horses differ from readings uh, for dogs and cats and humans? Uh, well, they're, they're, all they're all different, I could say that. Um, I can tell you cats usually don't like you in their heads. Um, <laughs> reading for cats, actually, I use my guides a lot of the time. I don't tend to do direct telepathy with cats unless I know the cat and they're very friendly. Because uh -huh. um, many times if I try to do direct telepathy with a cat, um, I'm just met with resistance and they don't, they don't, to me, they don't particularly like that sort of invasion. They see it as invasion. <laughs> Whereas yeah. horses and dogs are usually more open to letting you sort of get into their thought process and, and sharing that with you. Um, donkeys are pretty close too. Donkeys are a lot like, I have two donkeys and they are very much like cats. <laughs> you mean on your property you have two donkeys? Yep, I have too many donkeys, yeah. Oh. I have horses and too many donkeys on the property. So, and they are very different than the horses uh, mentally. Huh. Well, and can I can I tell a quick quick yeah. uh, cat story to back yes, that up? Sure. Yeah, my, uh, my sister, uh, my sister's cat, growing up uh terrorized my dog and uh and uh 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 eddie my dog passed away and then uh so uh bj the cat was uh was the only pet left and uh my uh my sister had moved out and uh couldn't take the cat with her uh my parents moved and uh i was actually left in the house uh uh with the cat uh while i was in college and uh and i remember coming back and i was commuting uh commuting quite a way for col uh, quite a way uh had quite a drive uh quite a commute for college and so i just remember that first day that i came back uh from school uh and walked in and 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 bj who had been 
who had been struggling his whole life to take control of the house, finally <laughs> had it all to himself. And I, I oh, walked in, in. <laughs> I walked in, sat down on the couch, and he came up and crawled up in my lap. That had never happened, never wow. happened before. Yeah. 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 So he finally got what he wanted and realized that, yeah, be careful what you ask for. Yeah, right. really. yeah there's, uh, he's missing uh, some companionship there. Yeah. So, Heather, we have a uh, kind of an interesting situation with our cats in that they've lived their entire lives for years here being the only cats in the neighborhood. I mean, they've never had any enemy cats, any friendly cats or any other cats around. Uh, and, but now suddenly that's changed within the last uh, few weeks. This big black and white cat comes around and uh, I wouldn't say- He, it's, he it's... gets up on my windowsill because that's I leave my window open so the oh. cats can come in and out. Okay. And I almost let him in one night because I thought it was Beowulf, but it's a big <laughs> black cat. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, they, since they've never had any other uh, strange cats in their lives, uh, are they feeling uh, uh, defensive about this? Or how do they relate to other uh, strange cat coming in? What is this cat uh, up to? Um, can you pick anything up? I can try to pick it up. I. Yeah. I Without a picture, it's a little hard, but let me see if I can yeah. get them in my head. Yeah. Um, He's a beautiful cat. He's uh, okay. Your black cat doesn't really care. The black and white one that you have doesn't particularly care for that cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't trust him, doesn't doesn't like him doesn't understand why he's there. Yeah. Like I almost feel like, why is he even in the neighborhood? Like, <laughs> out of the neighborhood. Yeah. The black cat, your other cat is black, correct? Right, right yeah. Okay. The black cat, um, I mean, he just seems like he's a little more easygoing to me. I don't know, like maybe yeah. a little bit of a younger mind than the, the other yeah, one. Yeah, she's younger. Is he, okay, yeah, she just, just doesn't, you know. Yeah. The black one would just mind its own business, whereas your black and white one may try to defend your castle from this other cat. Right, that's the male one. And <laughs> so just yeah, I mean, just keep one. that in mind as you go forward with this, because right. Um, yeah. I'd like to know who owns the cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the stray cat? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a stray. I think it's my sense is it's a, it's a cat from oh. a neighborhood somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I believe across the street and then over, I believe to the right, like if you're looking across your street, across the street and over to the right. Yeah, I think you're right because uh, the one morning I was outside, it was in our yard, it crossed the street and moved to the right down the sidewalk. Right down the side, yeah, 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 right. I yeah. think that that's where he lives. So you could huh. I mean, maybe go knock on a door and say, hey, is this your cat? Because <laughs> my cat's not thrilled with this whole situation. <laughs> Does anyone actually own a cat, though? I don't think. No. I mean, no. <laughs> they own us. I mean, think about this. Cats show up in people's houses. We start feeding them. We let them in. We're cleaning their litter. I mean, they just show up, and we're like, oh, we'll feed you and take care of you. Dogs show up. It's a lot harder. I mean, a stray dog, people are all worried. They're trying to, like, figure out whose dog this is. It goes to the pound. You got to scan it for a chip. Stray cat shows up. Nobody scans it. They really don't. They just take it into their house. They're like, we have a pet now. <laughs> right, yeah. 
That's so true. <laughs> well, well, well it, it's a it's an Airbnb for the cat. It is. It? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've worked it out. I'm like, they're kind of brilliant. Yeah, sometimes they have uh, more than one or two places that they go to and visit people that allow them in. They eat, uh, they get fed, and they come back to their home. And <laughs> We had a cat like that when I was a kid. His name was Blackie, and he showed up as a stray, very young, and he got his tail run over, and that's how we got him, actually, because my mom had to take him to the vet and pay for the tail amputation. So after that, um, right, so he, he was this, became this beautiful, big, fat, black cat with a very little, tiny tail. <laughs> and um he was awesome and he would go there was a lady that was older and uh lonely one of our neighbors and every thursday apparently she would cook him turkey dinner <laughs> so thursday the cat was like nowhere to be found yeah, right. and she told my mother that she would make him a place at her table and he would sit nicely at the table and eat turkey dinner with her uh every thursday so and that cat did not miss a meal and he lived to be like 17 or 18 years old as an wow, old um yeah no he lived a long time and um so i i just i think back to that and i'm like that cat had i'm sure he had a few people that were it wasn't <laughs> just to, us that we were not i mean we were technically his owners but the, i mean that's not yeah. yeah i need to i need to i need to pick up on some of this cat culture because i would love to show up and get a turkey dinner Right? <laughs> you just i mean every thursday like clockwork and i'm thinking to myself and i was a kid and i remember thinking how does he know what day it is like yeah. seven, oh, seven days and then it's turkey like but he never missed that. maybe he just went by and would get the scent of the turkey i don't must know, be day, I, you know? <laughs> to this day i don't know how the cat yeah. did it but yeah. he did he never missed a meal with her well what about uh time with dogs because our dogs no one it's time to go to the dog park uh you know <laughs> and there's one day of the week that on thursday that they they have to wait an hour because they're cleaning the park and it doesn't open till three rather than two uh i mean or rather than morning right uh so yeah. um do they have a, a sense of time similar to us uh i would i mean i would say yes simply because watching my own dogs with dinner time yeah. They know when it's like we usually feed them around two o'clock in the afternoon for their second yeah. meal and they know when it is two. And if it is two fifteen, they're giving me what we call the paw of power. Where <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there and they're hitting me with their foot. Like right. you're hey, come on. Yeah. So um I I am sure that they understand time in, in a different way than we do, possibly. Yeah. However, they are good at telling time, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs do seem to be dogs do seem to be very uh, very. It, it's it's really easy to get a dog into a routine. It seems like for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, every dog I've had, yeah, it just uh, you, you can set your watch by them. They're very 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 reliable that way. Yes, they they thrive on that. And um, actually, I mean, I do too to a certain extent. So. <laughs> Yeah. I have my breakfast at a certain time, and that's you know. that's that's dog person, dog people versus cat people. I think might be as right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, when you did that reading from Megan about her cat Piper, I was so surprised because the the cat had when, when Megan got home that night, she found Piper on her living room floor, and she was sopping wet, mm -hmm. and Megan thought maybe one of the dogs had killed her. But that she had a client, one of the clients she had was also a vet. 
and the vet had come to pick up her dog and she examined Piper and said she has no bite marks, nothing. And um, one of the things you said was that Piper had fallen off the chest of drawers where she had died. And one of the dogs had come in and picked her up and brought her into the living room. And mm-hmm. the reason she was wet is because all the dogs had started licking her, trying to revive her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just found that that story was so yeah incredible. They they definitely knew that there was something wrong and they were trying to wake her up or write mm-hmm. it or or so because I do remember I do remember that um mm-hmm. part of that reading and and that is absolutely what was shown to me. So um all I can think of is that the dogs these dogs are great as you know, they're seizure animals, they're ones that are trained for food allergies. There are ones that are that tra- I mean you can train them to sniff out cancer. Uh, they're right, very yeah. in tune with energies, yeah. and um, I just feel like Piper's energy changed so quickly from being perfectly fine to being not here anymore. Uh-huh. That it was they were just trying to to help her in any way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about their sense of smell? It's really incredible compared to humans. Uh, what are they sniffing around? You know, I get I've gone down and smelled where they're smelling. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't smell anything. <laughs> I, I think that. The dog sense of smell, they can smell things for up to a mile away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, the way I, the way that I think of it in my own head is like when I smell pepperoni pizza, I mm. usually smell the tomato sauce and the pepperoni, right? They can smell the fennel in the pepperoni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know the each piece of ingredient that's in that pizza, the dog can tell. And probably yeah. even the difference between regular wheat and stone ground wheat you know yeah. like that is how specific their smell is yeah um, where i'm just happy there's pepperoni on it or something you know <laughs> yeah, right you know yeah it's, it's incredible. i've heard stories about bloodhounds that uh you know they're looking for a person <laughs> and they they give them something that was on the person a sweater or shirt or something a t-shirt and that they can trace like a, a smell just like uh, following in a car where the person's uh, pieces, little bits of skin come off and they can, Mm -hmm. they can trace that smell, that odor to locate the uh, person like that. It's It's, amazing. Yeah. It's It's really amazing. And I have actually, just so you know, I have done the same thing you have done, I think with trying to smell. (laughs) Like what does that, what is that so interesting? Yeah, and, and, and several dogs would come to the same spot, you know, because they, they yeah. all smell it, you know, but there's yeah, nothing there. I'm smelling it, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't smell anything. And my dog is probably looking at me going, I don't know how you're not smelling it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, and 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 not to, not I, I swear I'm not trying to, I'm not here to convince people not to get boxers, but <laughs> they're a little, they're a little 40. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, yeah. Oh, fennel seed. <laughs> You okay. can feed them a little bit of fennel seed, okay. and that should fix it. Well, because because that, because because Buddy because Buddy is like uh, yeah he, he I think he's trying to improve my sense of smell at times, no. but <laughs> but at any rate, how do you give them the fennel seed just in food? Yep, Nigel, there's yep. Nigel. I give my dogs um I I buy it whole and I grind it, but you can just buy ground fennel seed too. You can even feed it whole if you wanted to. Okay. Um, but uh, hap- like an eighth of a teaspoon once a day or twice a day. Oh, okay, that's happening. That's happening this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Yeah. Just start with a very little tiny, the, like, uh, little pigeon bit, and then 
he has woke me up at two o'clock in the morning with uh <laughs> yeah so but uh God. but his favorite thing is anyways I, I i'll i'll get away from the fork chips all right yeah i love it that so Na- nigel always comes around at the end of our uh interviews and starts bugging me and uh he's he's showing up here and he's kind of been listening a bit to this dog talk and he knows too. that he knows his name was mentioned <laughs> right yes yeah. <laughs> so how can people get a hold of you uh heather for uh getting readings about their dogs oh, or sure um, my website is uh www.heathereevebristol.com um and my phone numbers i'll give that to you if you'd like okay uh, 407-925-4417. And I text on that. I call on that. So either way works. Yeah. Heather, um, sounds good. are you teaching animal communication? Do you teach? I, I am. I am. Okay, that's what I doing that over Zoom. Um, I just started doing that and I love it. And it's working really well, actually. The last, the first course that I taught was uh, communications and connections. And it had to do with using your guides and, and animal communication and, and also spirit communication, things like that. Um, and it was it was very interesting because it was actually taught by spirit. So mm. I channeled the class is what was happening, oh, um, which I didn't really know we could do that. But that's when the, the idea came to me. My guides had brought it to me and that's what they showed that they wanted to do. So I said, all right, I'll just, you know, I won't have a plan. You all have a plan. <laughs> And it worked out beautifully, actually. It was. Really did you do cool. this over Facebook? Because um, that's I where I first saw you. Oh, on yeah, Zoom. Okay. On Zoom. Um, I yeah, I promoted it through Facebook, but we did it on uh-huh. Zoom. Yeah, it seems a little scary not having a plan and uh, allowing. Uh, I thought to nuts, come but it was it worked really well, and you know, like I've just part of my sole plan is learning to trust. So uh-huh. I have to learn to trust these things and. <laughs> My guides right. tell me to do something, then even though it maybe looks scary, okay, let's try it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you have any uh, particular future plans related to what you're doing? Like for uh, a book, Heather? I've been okay. after her to write a book. Well, listen, I know I'm kind of proud of this. Now, <laughs> when I got COVID a few weeks ago, that kind of pushed me off. But I had been writing 500 words a day, Good. which is a little tiny bit. But I figured yeah. with 500 words a day, Within a few months, you have a book, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm getting back yeah. to it because I tried to write it through COVID, but I realized my brain had shut off at some point. And um, it's just now turning back on, which is great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, like, that's the best way to do it. Five, yeah, give yourself right. a goal. 500 words a day. It's not that right. big of a deal. It's about 20 minutes for me. It's, you know. Yeah. And you have a beautiful environment there to work in too. Thank like, you. Yeah, yeah, I love this farm. <laughs> how many how many acres do you have there? We have ten acres. Oh, wow. nice. Okay. We have ten acres. So yeah. yeah. And you're close so to means- you're close to Orlando. Is that where you, we're in Stanford? So we're we're oh, Stanford. Yeah, we're, okay, we're, yeah. We're close nice. to Orlando. I'm close to the 417. It's actually a great location, to be honest yeah. with you. But yeah. uh, it's hmm. still rural enough that it's pretty peaceful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you don't have nasty neighbors that are close enough to. No, 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 no. I have yeah. actually have wonderful neighbors, so I'm lucky. Yeah, okay, we've looked. We've looked at uh, Sanford as a possibility of a place to move to be closer to Megan. It seems like a nice community there. It is. I love it. I've owned this farm for 15 years now. Uh huh. Um, yeah. When we built the farm, it was just a piece of land. So. Yeah. Um, 
but I do, I do really like this community. Honestly, it's it's great. It's got a nice downtown too, Sanford. It has a fun downtown. Uh -huh. Right, and it's right and on that big lake too. Right, Lake Monroe is beautiful. Yeah, yep. yeah. They're coming out with. I I was I'm upset because I have food allergies, so I can't go to restaurants. But they have a, <laughs> I guess it's a dragon themed restaurant going oh. in in downtown Sanford. That's like a oh, fantasy. Nice. Wow. The only thing I can think of is it's like Rainforest Cafe, but with dragons. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would be at every day, by the way. I would think that, yeah, was, that but, sounds interesting. We'll yeah. Check that out later on when it yeah. opens. When uh, they open. Yeah. So, oh, when it, do you know when they're opening? I don't know. I just saw it. I was driving down and I saw it and went, I said, I want to go eat at this restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice downtown. Yeah, like it is. Old, old fashioned downtown where we're, we're, we're living, it's uh, a newer area, so a suburban area outside of West Palm that is basically based on two shopping centers, you know, and, oh, uh, yeah. and housing, you know, so there's not really... Uh, and the and horse a, business. Yeah, oh, and yeah. the horse, yeah. yeah, the big Probably horse business, equestrian, yeah, that's, this is the equestrian center of the uh, the world in the during the winter for yes. uh, jumper, hunter, and polo, polo. too, yeah. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else, Trish? That I don't think so, Heather. This has been great. I can't thank you enough again for the reading yesterday. It really was oh, comforting. Oh, so thank you. Well, thank you so much for letting me do that. I love connecting with your animals and their energies. And well, just let me know if Nika comes to you and says, "Okay, tell Trish I'm coming back," <laughs> <laughs> where I can find her. I think she might come to you in a dream and tell you that herself. And all. Yeah, she. Of. I've already dreamed about her. Yeah, but, I mean, I I will tell you if she comes to me, but. I think she can come to you. So that would be <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks thank so you very much. much. It's been great. great. And Good I'll send you the you. link when it goes up. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You all take okay. care. You too. Your horses and dogs. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye, Bye. Thanks for joining the Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Since we're dedicating this episode to Nika, John asked me to say a few words of tribute about this incredible talk. So here's her story. In the summer of 2011, after Megan had graduated from college, she decided she wanted to get a dog to accompany her on the next leg of her journey, whatever it would be. So he headed over to Big Dog Ranch and took a look at all the dogs they had for adoption. She found Nika with several other pups that had been rescued from a kill shelter in Miami. It was, for both of us, love at first sight. We brought her home a couple days later, and she immediately took to our red golden retriever, retriever, Noah. He was two years older than Nika and became a kind of mentor to her. She lived with us for five or six months while Megan worked at SeaWorld with dolphins. 
Then when Megan's internship at SeaWorld was done, she launched her dog-sitting business and took Nika home to Orlando with her. I remember standing out in the driveway, crying as they drove off. Over the years, Nika went everywhere with Megan and with us when we were together as a family. She was there for every wine walk in Orlando, where Megan exhibited her art. We took her and Noah with us to the Florida Keys, to Cedar Key, and to the Carolinas, and to Georgia. In March 2019, a year before COVID hit, Noah passed away. There were a number of synchronicities surrounding his death. By then, we had Nigel, who was just two at the time. Noah had been his mentor, too. The following weekend, when Megan and Nika arrived, Nika ran around the house looking for Noah. Quite often that weekend, I would see her and Nigel gazing off into space and wondered if they could see Noah's spirit. Nika moved in with us at some point during the pandemic. Nigel loved having another dog in the house. We kidded that Nika was in retirement. She had gotten fed up with all the dogs Megan was watching at her place, and here there was just Nigel, who adored her, and two cats who loved her. She also got to go to the dog park every day, went out to dinner with us to the dog beach and on vacations. She loved chasing squirrels, made friends with people and dogs at the dog park, slept with Rob on the porch when the nights were cool. Sometimes at the park, she would wander off alone and sit utterly still like she was meditating. I often felt she was a human soul who had chosen to come back this time as a dog. On the morning of February 12th, when I woke up, I noticed that Nika just wasn't herself. She could barely walk. She panted a lot. I made her a bed on the floor and sat next to her and felt she was dying. I called our vet, discovered they were no longer open on Sundays, so I took her to an emergency vet, access specialty animal hospitals. When the vet finally came in to talk to me, I told her what I what I observed and felt. The vet told me she was very sick. She had a large tumor and was bleeding internally. She didn't know if the tumor was malignant. I told her I wanted to take Nika home and then to our vet the next morning. She didn't recommend it. She's bleeding out and she'll eventually suffocate because the blood will go into her lungs. It's an awful and painful way to die. I spent several hours wrestling with what to do, crying, talking with Megan and Rob and a couple of friends, and finally made the choice to euthanize her. It was the worst choice, it was the, it was the hardest choice I've ever had to make. They brought us both into a room so I could spend time with her before and during. It's heartbreaking to make this choice. I felt like there was a huge hole inside me. I told her repeatedly how much we all loved her and asked her repeatedly to please come back to us and to give me a sign that she does. Nika touched so many people's lives here in Orlando, wherever she was. Now I hope she and Noah and Jesse are first golden and all the cats and a bird we've lost over the years are together cavorting and enjoying themselves and planning their next lives. You all know you have a home here. Two days after Nika's death, I was driving home from an appointment and thinking about how much I missed her. Traffic was fairly heavy, and as I switched into the middle lane, I saw that I was behind an old station wagon with a huge banner in the rear window. It was an advertisement for Big Dog Rescue Ranch, the place where Megan and I first saw Nika. It was like she was saying hi, but there may have been another message in this too. Maybe she was suggesting that if and when we get another dog, we should look at Big Dog Ranch. My hope, of course, is that part of the message is that when she returns, we'll find her there. It was a really good synchronicity.